Welcome back, listeners, to Sandman Stories Presents, a folklore podcast where I read you to sleep or until the next story. I'm your host, Dustin. Today we are back in the book of Japanese fairy tales, written down by Ye Teodora Ozaki. In today's story, an old farming couple are bothered by a badger. He isn't just any badger, though, and their friend Rabbit is needed for revenge. Okay, let's begin. The Farmer and the Badger Long, long ago there lived an old farmer and his wife, who made their home in the mountains, far away from any town. Their only neighbor was a bad and malicious badger. This badger used to come out every night and run across the farmer's field and spoil the vegetables and rice which the farmer spent his time carefully cultivating. The badger at last grew so ruthless in his mischievous work and did so much harm everywhere on the farm that the good-natured farmer could no longer stand it and was determined to put a stop to it. So he lay in wait day after day and night after night with a big club hoping to catch the badger, but all in vain. Then he laid traps for the wicked animal. The farmer's trouble and patience was rewarded, for one fine day while going on his rounds, he found the badger caught in a hole he had dug for that purpose. The farmer was delighted at having caught his enemy, and carried him home securely, bound with rope. When he reached the house, the farmer said to his wife, I have at last caught the bad badger. You must keep an eye on him while I am out at work, and not let him escape, because I want to make him into a soup tonight. Saying this, he hung the badger up in the rafters of the storehouse and went out to work in his fields. The badger was in a great distress, for he did not at all like the idea of being made into a soup that night, and he thought and thought for a long time, trying to hit upon some plan by which he might escape. It was hard to think clearly in this uncomfortable position, for he had been hung upside down. Very near him, at the entrance to the storehouse, looking out towards the green fields, the trees, and the pleasant sunshine, stood the farmer's old wife pounding barley. She looked old and tired. Her face was seamed with many wrinkles and was as brown as leather, and every now and then she stopped to wipe the perspiration which rolled down her face. Dear lady, said the wily badger, you must be very weary doing such heavy work in your old age. Won't you let me do that for you? My arms are very strong, and I could relieve you for a little while. Thank you for your kindness, said the old woman, but I cannot let you do this work for me, because I must not untie you, for you might escape if I did, and my husband would be very angry if he came home and found you gone. Now the badger is one of the most cunning of animals, and he said again in a very sad, gentle voice, You are very unkind. Please untie me, for I promise not to try to escape. If you are afraid of your husband, I will let you bind me again before he returns, after I have finished pounding the barley. I am so tired and sore being tied up like this. If you would only let me down for a few minutes, I would indeed be very thankful. The old woman had a good nature and did not think badly of anyone, 
much less did she think that the badger was only deceiving her in order to get away. And she felt sorry for the animal when she turned to look at him. He was a sorry sight, hanging downwards from the ceiling by his legs, which were all tied together so tightly that the rope and the knots were cutting into his skin. So in the kindness of her heart, and believing the creature's promise that he would not run away, she untied the cord and let him down. The old woman gave him the wooden pestle and told him to do the work for a short while while she rested. He took the pestle, but, instead of doing the work as he was told, the badger at once sprang upon the old woman and knocked her down with a heavy piece of wood. He then killed her and cut her up and made soup out of her and waited for the return of the old farmer. The old man worked hard in his fields all day, and as he worked, he thought with pleasure that his labor would not be spoiled by the destructive badger. Towards sunset, he left his work and turned to go home. He was very tired, but he was cheered up at the thought of that nice supper of hot badger soup waiting for him at home. The thought that the badger might get free and take revenge on the poor old woman never crossed his mind. The badger, meanwhile, assumed the old woman's form, and as soon as she saw the old farmer approaching, came out to greet him on the veranda of the little house, saying, So, you have at last come back. I have made the badger soup and have been waiting for you for a long time. The old farmer quickly took off his straw sandals and sat down before his tiny dinner tray. The innocent man never even dreamed that it was not his wife, but the badger who was waiting upon him, and asked at once for the soup. Then the badger suddenly transformed himself back into his natural form and cried out, you wife-eating old man, look out for the bones in the kitchen. Laughing loudly and derisively, he escaped out of the house and ran away to his den in the hills. The old man was left all by himself. He could hardly believe what he had seen and heard. Then, when he understood the whole truth, he was so scared and horrified that he fainted right away. After a while he came round and burst into tears. He cried loudly and bitterly. He rocked himself to and fro in his hopeless grief. It seemed too terrible to be real that his faithful old wife had been killed and cooked by the badger while he was working quietly in the fields, knowing nothing of what was going on at home, and congratulating himself on having once and for all gotten rid of the wicked animal who had spoiled his fields so often. And oh, the horrible thought! He had very nearly drunk the soup which the creature had made of his poor old wife. Oh, Dear, oh dear, oh dear, he wailed aloud. Now not far away on the same mountain there lived a kind, good-natured rabbit. He heard the old man crying and sobbing, and at once set out to see what the matter was, and if there was anything he could do to help his neighbor. The old man told him all that had happened. When the rabbit heard the story, he was very angry at the wicked and deceitful badger and told the old man to leave everything to him, and he would avenge his wife's death. The farmer was at last comforted, and wiping away his tears, thanked the rabbit for his goodness, in coming to him in his distress. The rabbit, seeing that the farmer was growing calmer, went back to his home to lay his plans for the punishment of the badger. The next day the weather was fine, and the rabbit went out to find the badger. He was not to be seen in the woods or on the hillside or in the fields anywhere, so the rabbit went to his den and found the badger hiding there, for the animal had been afraid to show himself ever since he had escaped from the farmer's house, 
for fear of the old man's wrath. The rabbit called out, Why aren't you out on such a beautiful day? Come out with me, and we will go cut grass on the hills together. The badger, never doubting that the rabbit was his friend, willingly consented to go out with him, only too glad to get away from the neighborhood of the farmer and the fear of meeting him. The rabbit led the way, miles away from their homes, out on the hills where the grass grew tall and thick and sweet. They both set to work to cut down as much as they could carry home to store it up for their winter's food. When they had each cut down all they wanted, they tied it in bundles and then started homewards, each carrying a bundle of grass on his back. This time, Rabbit made Badger go first. When they had gone a little way, the rabbit took out a flint and steel and striking it over the badger's back as he stepped along in front, set his bundle of grass on fire. The badger heard the flint striking and asked, What is that noise? Crack, crack. Oh, that is nothing, replied Rabbit. I only said crack, crack, because this mountain is called Crackling Mountain. The fire soon spread in the bundle of dry grass on the badger's back. The badger, hearing the crackle of the burning grass, asked, What is that? Now we have come to the burning mountain, answered the rabbit. By this time the bundle was nearly burned out, and all the hair had been burned off the badger's back. He now knew what had happened by the smell of smoke and burning grass. Screaming with pain, the badger ran as fast as he could to his hole. The rabbit followed and found him lying in his bed, groaning with pain. What an unlucky fellow you are, said the rabbit. I can't imagine how this happened. I will bring you some medicine, which will heal your back quickly. The rabbit went away, smiling and smirking, thinking that the punishment upon the badger had already begun. He hoped that the badger would die of his burns, for he felt that nothing could be too bad for the animal, who was guilty of murdering a poor helpless old woman who had trusted him. He went home and made the anointment by mixing some sauce and red pepper together. He carried this to the badger, but before putting it on him, told that it would cause him great pain, but that he must bear it patiently, because it was a very wonderful medicine for burns and scalds and such wounds. The badger thanked him and begged him to apply it at once. But no language can describe the agony of the badger as soon as the red pepper had been pasted all over his sore back. He rolled over and over and howled loudly. The rabbit, looking on, felt that the farmer's wife was beginning to be avenged. The badger was in bed for about a month, but at last, in spite of the red pepper application, his burns healed and he got well. When the rabbit saw the badger was getting well, he thought of another plan by which he could compass the creature's death. So he went one day to pay the badger a visit to congratulate him on his recovery. During the conversation, the rabbit mentioned that he was going fishing and described how pleasant fishing was when the weather was fine and the sea smooth. The badger listened with pleasure to the rabbit's account of the way he passed his time now and forgot all his pains and his month's illness and he thought of what fun it would be if he could go fishing too. So he asked the rabbit if he could take him the next time he went out to go fishing. This is just what Rabbit wanted, so he agreed. Then he went home and built two boats, one out of wood and the other out of clay. At last they were both finished, and as the Rabbit stood and looked at his work, he felt that all his trouble would be well rewarded if his plan succeeded and he could manage to kill the wicked badger now. The day came when the Rabbit had arranged to take the badger fishing. He kept the wooden boat himself and gave the badger the clay boat. 
The badger, who knew nothing about boats, was delighted with his new boat, and thought how kind it was of the rabbit to give it to him. They both got into their boats and set out. After going some distance from the shore, the rabbit proposed that they should try their boats and see which one could go the quickest. The badger fell in with the proposal, and they both set to work to row as fast as they could for some time. In the middle of the race, the badger found his boat going to pieces, for the water had now begun to soften the clay. He cried out in great fear to the rabbit to help him, but the rabbit answered that he was avenging the old woman's murder and that this had been his intention all along and that he was happy to think that the badger had at last met his deserts for all of his evil crimes, and was going to drown with no one to help him. Then he raised his oar and struck at the badger with all his strength, till he fell with the sinking clay boat and was seen no more. Thus at last he kept his promise to the old farmer. The rabbit now turned and rode towards the shore, and having landed and pulled his boat upon the beach, hurried back to tell the old farmer everything and how the badger, his enemy, had been killed. The old farmer thanked him with tears in his eyes. He said that until now he couldn't sleep at night or be at peace in the daytime, thinking of how his wife's death was unavenged, but from this time forward he would be able to sleep and eat as before. He begged the rabbit to stay with him and share his home, so from this day the rabbit went to stay with the old farmer, and they both lived together as good friends to the end of their days. The End I enjoyed the shape-shifting of the badger, who felt a little bit like a tanuki of Japanese lore, but I doubt it was. I think it was a badger. I'm not sure, though. What he did to the little old woman was awfully cruel, but it was life or death for the badger. I was surprised that the badger didn't catch on that the rabbit was causing the pain and suffering, and I felt kind of strange that the farmer was having such trouble living until she was avenged. It seemed less about his wife and more about the beef between him and the badger. Still. Another classic, classic story. I enjoyed it very much. Today's podcast shout-out is to Historias Unknown. Hosted by Carmen and Christina, who you will have heard on the East Spooky Tales podcast, this podcast covers obscure Latin American history, capitalism, and corruption. Each week, they tell each other a story about Latino or Latin history, capitalism, or corruption, and sometimes all three. It is a beautiful podcast because of all the history they cover, and they do it with a sense of justice for the people. And if you like their podcast as much as I do, go and give them a listen, a rating, and a review. And the listener shout-out is to Chihuahua, Mexico. The name of the city is likely from the Noahe language, which gives us words like avocado. It potentially means a place between two waters, or possibly the place of the whole rock. The state of Chihuahua is the largest in Mexico and borders the southern United States. There are several Native American nations in the area, but I couldn't find any phrase books, so I went with Western Apache. And according to a few websites, hello and goodbye are not commonly used in the culture, so I substituted another language used in the area, Spanish. So for the thank you, it's in Western Apache, ajieje, and duermas bien. 
Thank you, and sleep well.